In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, from the beginning of Advent, weeks ago, until now, we have heard quite a bit about this character, John the Baptist. Right? We heard his first sermon, which was basically, Repent, for the Messiah is coming. But now the Messiah is here. The Messiah has been baptized by John. The Christ, the Savior of the world, has been revealed. And so the time of preparation is over. And so naturally, John's basic sermon, his message, changes. The main driving verb of his message is no longer prepare. It is instead, look, behold. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The image of lamb is used in several ways throughout the Bible. So we should take a moment to understand why John is calling Christ the lamb. So many people hear this descriptor and they think it's a description of Jesus as gentle and kind. Walt and Barb invited me to bring my kids over this past week to see their lambs. And so the girls and I went over a Monday afternoon to visit uh, with Walt and with the lambs, and uh, the lambs were as every bit as cute and adorable as you would imagine lambs to be, right? There was one very friendly bottle-fed lamb that ran right up to the girls, nibbled on their coats, said hi. The girls were able to pet it. It bounced around. It played. It was cute. It was little. It was gentle. But that is not what John the Baptist has in mind when he calls Jesus the Lamb of God. It is true, Jesus is kind, he is gentle with us, that's all true, but that's not John's point. John is talking entirely about sacrifice. He's talking about blood that is to be spilled. You might remember that during the first Passover and Exodus, when God was leading the Israelites out of Egypt, he commanded his people to slaughter a lamb and to paint their door lentils with its blood. And this was to be a sign that death was to pass over their house and enter into the houses of the Egyptians. In the book of Leviticus, we're told that lambs can be brought to the tabernacle or to the temple later, and they can be sacrificed as sin offerings, as reconciliation offerings. And so other animals, if you read the Old Testament, you'll see other animals are sacrificed, but it's the lamb, and it's the image of the lamb that's central to forgiveness of sins in the Old Covenant. And so when John calls Christ the Lamb of God, he means sacrifice. This is the sacrifice of God. Here is the one who is to be sacrificed for the sins of the world. In other words, here is the one who is coming to spill his blood so that we could be delivered from our bondage to sin. He came to spill his blood for our sins so that our blood would not be demanded of us. His sinless life, the spilling of his perfect blood, are the means by which God is reconciling us to himself. We are made right with God because of the sacrifice of the Lamb of God. And John says to his disciples that here is the Christ that is the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God. Christ is not just another lamb. Right? The Jews had been sacrificing animals, they had been sacrificing lambs for nearly 2,000 years before Christ. 
In the time of Christ, lambs were sacrificed daily. There were dozens of lambs or sheep or other animals being brought to the temple on the hour to be sacrificed. They say you could smell the temple in Jerusalem long before you could see it. And it smelled like a mixture of a barbecue and a slaughterhouse because there was a perpetual system that kept going on and on of sacrifice. And it had to be perpetual. It had to be ongoing because the people were always in need of being made right with God. The sacrifice of one lamb was not enough to atone for their whole life. But John's point is that Christ is not just another lamb, but he is the lamb, the lamb of God. He is the one who has come for the forgiveness of the sins of the whole world, not just for one person, not just for one family, one nation, one tribe, but for all people of all times. To behold the Lamb of God is to recognize that this Lamb has accomplished our salvation. We don't need to make sacrifices to be forgiven, nor do we have to work to earn the forgiveness of our sins, nor is our forgiveness based on us fixing our lives and making everything right. It's none of that. Rather, beholding the Lamb of God means to look to Christ and say, He is my salvation. He has done it all for me. Christ is the Lamb of God. And in our gospel, there's a little interesting story, and it notes that right away, the disciples get it wrong. Jesus asked the two disciples of John, what are you looking for? And somewhat ironically, the answer is teacher, before there's a pause, teacher. They're looking for a rabbi, looking for the teacher. But John the Baptist does not point to Christ and say, look, a great teacher. He doesn't say, look, a great philosopher, look, a great man who is going to show us how to live our best lives. Instead, John points to Christ and he says, behold, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's how Christ wants us to behold him. That's how Christ wants us to come to him. When we first come to him as if he just has the secrets of a good life, as if he just has strategies about how to become better people, then we miss who Christ really is. Because he is, first and foremost, the Lamb of God. And so one of the great things about being a Lutheran is that we are constantly reminded that even now we have the opportunity to behold the Lamb of God. Before we distribute Holy Communion, we sing these words every time. Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. And we sing these words because we are beholding the Lamb of God at Holy Communion. We can point to and we can receive the bread and wine that are his body and blood and say, Behold, this is the Lamb of God who takes away your sins. And that's the gift that's given to us each Sunday when we come to church. I don't think we can hear this message enough. Christians don't come to church to become better people. They don't come to learn the secrets of a happy life. They don't come to beef up their morality. And Christians don't come to church to feel a certain way. Now, it's not a bad thing if you feel positive or joyful or even lamentful or sad at church. But the point of being here is never a feeling. It's never about evoking a feeling. The point of coming to church is always at its foundation about beholding the Lamb of God who takes away 
the sin of the world. And so when preachers stand behind pulpits and they try to get too clever, they try to out-preach John the Baptist, they do a disservice to Christians. Because the message of the pulpit should never be anything other than, Behold, the Lamb of God. That's what us as preachers are called to preach. We're supposed to point to Christ and say, that's the one. He is the one who has come to save you. He is the one who has come to bear your sins away. Any other message except for that one is inadequate. And in the same way, you as Christians, when you share your faith in this world with your family, with your friends, with your neighbors, or whoever might cross your path, Right? Your job is singular. It's to point to Christ and say, he is the one who can save you. He is the one who has done it all for you. And your life is a witness to that, that Christ saves you. It isn't that you have it all together. It isn't that you're perfect. It isn't that because you come to church that you are just a shining witness of morality to the world. But it's that you're testifying that Christ is the one who saves you, that your trust is in him. That's why St. Paul says in his letter to the Corinthians, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what we are here for, to know that Jesus Christ is crucified for us. And so each Sunday morning that we're here, we're called to be encouraged and to be comforted. Because whatever is going on in our lives, the truth is that the Lamb of God is coming to us. God wants us to know that Christ has taken away our sins. He has taken away the sins of the world, including yours. So this morning, we behold him and we receive his forgiveness. And so we come to the altar of Holy Communion and we behold him. And we testify and we take great comfort in this truth. He is the Lamb of God who takes away our sins. Amen.